the Holy Gospel according to Mark. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, saying, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Now John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. The Gospel of the Lord. Back in the late 19th century, archaeologists in western Turkey discovered this ancient inscription carved into stone. The words carved into the stone talk about the birth of the one who would bring salvation into the world, the birth of a God, a a Savior who brought good tidings and good news. It says all the cities unanimously adopt the birthday of the divine one as the new beginning of the year. God, who has sent us and our descendants as Savior, has put an end to war and set all things in order. Having become God manifest, he has fulfilled all the hopes of earlier times. The birthday of this God has been for the whole world the beginning of good news concerning him. These words sound familiar, right? And we know who they're referring to. Our Lord and Savior, Emperor Caesar Augustus. See, this inscription was carved back in the year 9 BC to commemorate the birth of Augustus. He was commonly referred to as the Son of God and acknowledged as a Savior. This inscription announced the news that his coming brought the arrival of a new kingdom, an end to war, salvation itself. It says that Augustus was the very manifestation of God on earth, and it uses the same words that we translate it as gospel and good tidings today. And the birth of this Savior, the good news it meant for all people, was proclaimed throughout the known world. See, in the first century, the official religion of the Roman Empire was to worship the emperor. Each emperor was seen as as a divinely ordained leader at the least, and, and sometimes considered to be an actual god. The emperor was the head of everything, and everyone was expected to worship and adore him. The people were told to have faith 
in their Lord Emperor, and the Latin phrase divi filius, which means son of God, was used to refer to the emperor and only the emperor. And that title, it wasn't just a religious claim, it was also a political one. Because the emperor and nobody else was the source of all goodness and all peace and all stability. And so the ancient inscription reads, the beginning of good news concerning him, Emperor Augustus, the son of God. And the gospel of Mark reads, the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the son of God. And the fact that they are identical is not an accident or a coincidence. By the time Jesus walked this earth, the Roman Empire ruled the known world with with an iron fist, with military might, with a clear social hierarchy that created insiders and, and outsiders, and with the constant threat of violence. That is the good news that Rome and the emperor had to offer. And this morning, Mark begins his gospel by challenging that. He wrote the most subversive and politically charged introduction possible. He used the same sentence attributed to the birth of of Emperor Augustus. He even used the term that was reserved for the emperor alone, son of God, to tell us about the coming of Jesus, who came to bring good news that was radically different, and who established a kingdom that was so different from Roman rule, and not just different, but actively opposed to it. You've heard the story of the good news of the emperor, Mark is saying. Now let me tell you a different story, the story of the actual son of God, the story of the good news of Jesus. I love stories, and I've always been especially fascinated with Greek mythology and all of its stories of of heroes and adventure. Whenever we want to impress somebody, Annie and I tell them that we named our daughter Penelope, the the wife of Odysseus, who was wise and and crafty and faithful and strong. We tell them that, that we named our daughter after that Penelope. That's not true, of course. We actually named her after a character from the television show Lost. But that doesn't sound nearly as impressive when we say it out loud. In Greek mythology, there were these characters called the Sirens. They were dangerous creatures who lived on an island and who used their enchanted voices and music to to lure sailors to their island where they would shipwreck on the rocks. So when the hero Odysseus had to sail close to their island, he came up with a plan. He ordered his crew to tie him to the mast of their ship so he wouldn't be tempted to steer it towards the rocks. And then he made the rest of them fill their ears with wax so they wouldn't hear the song, and it worked. They plugged their ears, and they sailed past, and eventually they made it home. And later, another hero had to sail by the island, a guy named Jason, and he came up with a different plan. 
there was a man and his crew named Orpheus who had this beautiful voice and incredible musical talent. And as they sailed by the sirens in their island, Jason told Orpheus that his job was to play a better song, a song that was more beautiful, more moving, more captivating than anything the sirens could come up with. His job was to sing a better song. And it worked. And that's exactly what Mark is doing at the beginning of his gospel. In the face of overwhelming Roman propaganda, power, religion, violence, and social oppression, Mark is daring to sing a better song, to tell a better story, the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Mark was trying to make clear that that you can embrace the good news of Rome, or you can embrace the good news of Jesus, but you cannot embrace both. And it was his hope that by the time people finished hearing this story about Jesus Christ, the Son of God, that the truth would be obvious that this is a better story. This is the best story. It's the only story I know that brings true salvation and forgiveness and new life and meaning and purpose and hope. Our world sings us a lot of songs and tells us a lot of stories. And they shape the way we think about ourselves and and about the world and about others. They shape the way we live and act. Like we constantly hear the good news of consumerism, the good news that if we just buy this new thing and embrace this new trend, that will bring us happiness and fulfillment. We hear the good news of of wealth, the, the good news that money can provide us with security and peace. We're taught the the gospel of John Wayne and, and rugged American individualism, the good news that any form of vulnerability is weakness, that, that being an island and relying on our own strength will lead to a meaningful and good life. We embrace the gospel of, of freedom and liberty, the good news that life is primarily about my rights and my freedoms that, that can't be tread on, even if that means I put myself and others at mortal risk by refusing to wear a mask during a global pandemic. The stories and, and the good news that we hear tell us that, that violence can bring redemption, that that might makes right, that our politics are meant to define us, that that seeking vengeance is a virtue, that cynicism is good, that, that hate can be productive and right, and most of all, that life is all about you and your desires, your needs, your wants, your well-being. And all of these stories and songs promise us meaning, and purpose, and hope. And all of us hear them all the time. And they're all a lie. They're empty wells and wastelands, mirages and 
and masquerades, traps and temptations. They claim to be good news, but, but they are not. And they can leave us shipwrecked on the rocks. And we can try to plug our ears and resist their call. Or we can hear a better song and sing it to others. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. That's the story that Mark will sing to us in the months ahead. The story of God becoming human, not in the form of an emperor surrounded by riches and dripping with power, but as a peasant. The good news that that peace comes not at the edge of the sword or, or the tip of a spear, but through a Savior who is born as a helpless babe and who teaches us the way of nonviolent peace. The good news that God rejects hierarchy and reaches out to all people, down even to the lowest rungs of human society, in order to bless the meek and the poor, the grieving and the ostracized, and is working even now to create a world of equality and justice for everyone. The good news that that God does not see power as something to be used for one's own gain, but as something to be surrendered and given away in order to serve and care for others. The good news that, that God does not rule through force or the threat of violence, but rather through the promise of love, the good news that that God does not seek to lord things over us, but instead chooses to be in relationship with us, The, the good news that our Savior knows what it means to suffer and grieve, and so is with us in our suffering and grief, the good news that we have a Savior who's willing even to die if that's what it takes for us to know true freedom and forgiveness and grace and love, that. That is the song and story of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And it is better. Listen, this pandemic has shown us that so many of the world's claims and promises are empty. It has exposed so many things that are broken. But the good news of Jesus remains. Knowing and following Jesus brings us comfort, and it gives us hope, and it provides us with peace, and it offers us meaning and purpose. Those are things we always need, but we especially need them right now. And and so did the people around us. Our world is longing to hear a better story. So which good news will you embrace? Which story are we going to share? What stories are we telling now through our words? What songs are we singing through our actions and lives? We've been entrusted with the greatest story of all, and we are called to share it the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ. But not the end. See, you're part of the story now, too. You're part of the melody that is God's song to this world. 
So tell the story. And let your voice sing out. Amen.